Today in Business from Wired. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives. But those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Business from Wired. The WFH exodus creates an opportunity for small cities. Workers from urban centers will continue to work from home, at least part-time. Officials and developers are planning the shops and services they'll want. By Ariane Marshall. Much has been made of the pandemic-era exodus to Lake Tahoe, Martha's Vineyard, or Aspen. White-collar workers, freed from the constraints of the office, last year decamped for more skiing and hiking-friendly climbs. The pandemic's Zoom towns. The locals were annoyed. The labor market was reordered. American life changed irrevocably. Or so the story goes. But more recent data suggests that Zoomtown USA looks a lot more like Alameda County, California, across the bay from San Francisco. 18% of those who moved out of San Francisco last year landed there just a subway, bus, or ferry right away. Ditto for smaller cities surrounding Boston, Natick, Worcester, and Weymouth. According to Postal Service data crunched by the real estate firm CBRE, those who picked up stakes during the pandemic were less likely to hightail to the hinterlands than to move to neighboring, less dense cities, slightly farther from the downtown core. A city lab analysis found that 84% of people who moved out of the country's 50 largest cities between March 2020 and February 2021 stayed within the same metro area. An additional 7.5% stayed within the same state. An analysis from the University of Chicago published last week suggests that these office exiles will continue to work from home. Using a series of surveys from 30,000 work-age Americans, researchers estimate that 20% of post-pandemic workdays will happen at home, compared with 5% before the virus. That suggests one legacy of the virus could be an upside for smaller cities and bedroom communities. More people might stick around home base and spend money there. The same Chicago research estimates that the long-term shift to working from home will reduce spending in city centers by 5-10%. to But people will spend somewhere. 
People who are working from home still want to go out, either during the day or after work, and they still want to spend their money on interesting things in interesting places, says Bill Fulton, who directs Rice University's Kinder Institute for Urban Research. If you move from San Francisco, you're not going to want to spend all your money at Applebee's, right? Tracy Haddon Lowe, a fellow at the Brookings Institution who studies real estate development, puts it another way. I think annoying people with laptops are going to be everywhere. They're coming for your favorite spot. The changes have elected officials, city planners and developers, mulling how to plan for this still hazy future and asking plenty of questions. Who will live here? Who will work here? Who will drive or take transit here and when? More essentially, what kinds of housing should we be building and for what sorts of people? Mass Inc., a Massachusetts think tank that focuses on pro-middle class economic development in the state, this month suggested that employers considering a hybrid working model, a mix of in-office and work-from-home employment, consider putting satellite offices in the state's smaller cities, many of which have empty storefronts. It's a win-win, the think tank says. Companies get bigger office space without the Boston rents. And smaller places get more tax revenue from commercial tenants and the money workers spend while hanging around a few days a week. This is an opportunity for these smaller cities to reposition themselves and capture some of the growth from folks who may want to not live right in the middle of the city anymore, says Andre LaRue, who leads the group's transformative transit-oriented development program. Places such as Lowell, Springfield, and Worcester do not need to be smaller branches of Boston, he says. They can assure their historic places as hubs of their region. Ellen Dunham-Jones is a professor of architecture at Georgia Tech and directs its urban design program. For years, she has tracked the suburban detritus of dead malls and underused office parks, She says the pandemic has accelerated a lot of the pre-existing trends. More developers are buying up more underused malls, strip malls, and office parks. Many have outlined plans to transform them into work-live-play places, mixed-use developments that allow suburbanites to access walkable, urban-like space. The fun city parts without the urban price tag. Though Dunham Jones hopes suburban places will continue to adopt urban design strategies, she's not sure how many of these projects will come to fruition. I think it depends a lot on where they are, the shape of the market. There are reasons to be somewhat skeptical, she says. City planners and economic development officials recognize that there's an opening here, but most say that the work so far has been the equivalent of building the plane while it's in the air. Work has been quick a little harried, and focused on helping businesses just make it to the next day. Longer-term economic development, planning for places that might host new stores, restaurants, and housing, is more time-consuming. It also demands more information on post-pandemic life. Weymouth, Massachusetts is a 58,000-person city south of Boston. And last spring, just before everything shut down, the planning department launched a study of one of the city's three village centers, an area called Jackson Square. The area is next to a commuter rail station and a newly turfed soccer field that draws families to the area, but it doesn't have the sort of storefronts that might attract nice restaurants or flagship retail stores, says Robert Luongo, the city's planning director. Now, after a year of an all-virtual planning process complete with an online walking tour for community members, the town this month released a plan calling for zoning changes that would allow a new mix of housing and business in the area, including multifamily developments and a wider range of retail establishments. Still, Weymouth planners say they'd love more solid intelligence and data, 
about what the future of work and play might look like. Are people going to work from home more? Are they going to look for some of the amenities around the home that they looked for in the bigger cities? More shops? More restaurants? Is retail going to come back? Are people sick of ordering online and want to touch and feel and look? Asks Luongo. We don't know what the heck is happening. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at wired.com slash business. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.